0: Hello, everybody. My name is Rob Osell, filling in for Tracy Lee for another episode in our series about engineering leadership. Today I'm happy to be joined by Joe Essie, Director of Engineering at Pop Menu. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm great, Rob. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So we got a chance to talk a little bit before this started, and we really got to walk through your amazing career journey, which you know that's been a big part and a fun part of these engineering leadership episodes. It's just getting a chance to hear the journeys that people take to leadership. So would you mind for the people that aren't familiar with you, just kind of walk us through how you arrived at Pop Menu?
1: I started playing hockey in high school uh, on a high level team uh, where I learned about uh, focusing on the goal together and peer accountability. And later, right out of high school, I started working in restaurants as a cook. And in about 2008, I went back to college and got a degree in information science, which is, about half programming, half business school, which kind of explains a little bit how I got into uh, leadership, but we'll get there. Uh, in 2012, I went to Liberty Mutual Insurance to write software. I was a Java programmer. I did uh, some federation of of search programs there. Insurance companies just buy each other and federate <laughs> software, that's all they do. There, there, there uh, and then uh, got into Ruby on Rails, moved to Atlanta, 2015 bounced around contracting ended up at sales loft, which is where I learned a lot of my uh, important leadership lessons and SaaS software and lessons about how to grow companies and engineering teams from 10 or 15 to hundred employees. Uh, from there, I uh, did, did a few more changes in my life. COVID came and I started a video game company, uh, worked on a game for a year as an action platformer. Uh, I got pretty far made a cool demo ran out of money decided to go back to work I did I, I did miss working with the team actually uh, but now I know what it's going to cost next time if I really want to do it. so I, <laughs> yeah I got to uh, I got to pot menu so I got to lead people in building software something I'd done and you know I've, I've led in all these different avenues of my life uh, in restaurants as a sous chef and then as a manager at Salesloft. so. Uh, my experience with working in restaurants together with my software experience made me a great fit for plot menu.
0: What a great story. I, I, I do think that it's underrated right? when you get to have these variety of experiences, how much they can change your approach to everything uh, and give you perspectives that other people don't have if they only come up through one, one career, one type of job.
1: Now, absolutely, I think you find that a lot in, so, in the software business too, a lot of career changers and stuff. So, I it is a lot of fun, and I oh, find some it of the best stories, yeah,
0: some of the best engineers I've ever worked with. Uh, second, second career developers that just come at it with such an interesting perspective and different skill set than traditional uh engineers have. Now, I was telling you this when we were sort of talking in the beginning, and I want you to kind of vet a story I heard. Uh, I had somebody came up to me and told me a story about a bunch of developers having a drink and they were saying to each other hey you got to hear about this place that a friend of mine works at the ceo does all the pull requests before any of the code can get in how cool is that to work at a place where the ceo is that involved and uh one of the other people who relayed the story to me said wait am i wrong this sounds like a nightmare and so what i said to him was that hey you know yeah, an ing- a, a CEO certainly shouldn't be in every PR review. It should be a little bit more like the chef at a pass in a restaurant. They're not tasting every single thing that everybody's cooking for every plate, but they need, you know, it's good that they make sure that there's quality across the board. So, as somebody who's worked in a restaurant, grade this analogy. How is working in a restaurant a little bit like uh, doing software development? I think
1: there's two there's two key ways that I want to talk about the first is exactly what you said it's like a there's like a tree of trust in a way that you have to build where as the chef you have to trust the person making the salads in the pantry that they use the right amount of dressing Uh, and you have to trust the saute cook doesn't put in too much wine Uh, because you can't just you just can't spend all day tasting first of all there's just not enough time to do your job and taste everything and secondly like people were just going to count on you to be the, the greater of their food. So G R A D E R like, instead of taking accountability for themselves to do a good job, they're going to expect you to check them every time. So I really love that analogy. Uh, it reminds me of when I was a sous chef, like I worked on the other side of the window and I would like occasionally taste an item from each of the, each of the different stations, uh, and, I mean, it's such, even in so- the software business too, you're making such small tweaks as a leader. It's not like you gotta be like, stop everything. It's like, you pull the person at the end of the night and say, hey, I think you're, you know, your salads were a little salty tonight. Like, check that tomorrow. I'm gonna check it tomorrow, right? So we have like, the squads are the same way with the software that they release, okay? And the engineering managers, right? And in your, in your organization, they take responsibility for the quality and the speed and also, like the orchestration between one another. I mean, you're as the leader, you're the orchestrator, but they are communicating in in depth about how to get plates out together. Uh, so yeah, I see that analogy. And then, like, I'm never gonna yeah, I'm not gonna review code, or the CTO isn't gonna review every PR. But we're gonna look from time to time, you know, just like we're gonna taste, and uh, we're also gonna count on the managers that we trust to be managing. A little more closely, the same way their people. And then the other really cool analogy about working in restaurants that I always use, I really appreciate you sharing that story, Rob, because I never thought of that, but it's true. But uh I like the one about when you're in a restaurant, like it's so knowing what winning is, is so easy. Like you have to make delicious food for people and the amount of time they expect it. And you have to do it for hundreds dozens or hundreds of people, depending on how big the restaurant is. So like everybody around knows all the time, if you're doing a good job or not, are the tickets coming out on time? Do they look good? Are people sending them back for being undercooked? You always know, okay. So uh, in the restaurant, if somebody's messing up, it like really messes with your life, it really does. Like, if you got to recook a ticket, like you're staying another 10 minutes, like you're nights longer, or the chefs angry and you know, whatever your night's a little worse, you're gonna have to clean something extra. So there's a strong peer accountability of it's not like mad at each other, It's just covering each other. And like the energy flows between everybody to make sure that it happens. Right. Uh, So great. In my mind, great software engineer, engineering organizations have that level of orchestration where all the people are like making up for one another's flaws, but also like telling them, hey, you're messing up. I'm not going to
0: cover you again next time. And we all learn from one another, and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I like that a lot. That that continuation of the the analogy because yeah, like just like in a kitchen, you can't take time to eat from every meal. Not the least of which because it doesn't scale, but just it slows everything down. Like if you have the type of engineering org that requires the the chef to be tasting everything at every stage along the way, then software's not coming out as quickly um, and. Uh, you know, you're just not going to be able to take advantage, like you said, of that orchestration, because I think that's a word that's maybe underappreciated, that idea that um, software is coming out as quickly as it can, because everybody knows what they what their responsibility is and knows what they need and has what they need to do the job that they need to do. That's a pretty powerful place to be I mean, as that's a developer like, or an organization. Yeah.
1: That's the idea is to have everything in its place. Exactly. Like mise en place uh, is something else we talked about, Rob, which is adequately preparing uh, for everything that's coming. Uh, So like another idea in the restaurant is that, so I worked at high level restaurants that did like five to 10 service, like just open a couple hours a day, but we got in there at six, seven in the morning, right. To start prepping everything. And that means cotton garlic, the right size cooking this for this long, putting everything in the little pans that you see and plastic wrap and everything in our fridges, backups. So that when the time came, like if you had, if you had to cut garlic or something like <laughs> you were a laughing stock, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was a fun loving way but we would just make fun of that person all day. Right. And uh, so we don't make fun of people in software business. It's a lot nicer business, you know? but uh, <laughs> we do encourage everybody to think ahead, like spending a little bit of extra time upfront and talking to one another and being ready to go uh, makes it so that when you're coding the software actually is just like typing because you've already solved all the hard problems how do we how do we validate this in production how do we release it independently from other things how is it going to bring value how do we monitor it all these things if you have it all ready to go easy peasy another uh just to go on another tangent i don't want to forget about rob uh with the chef tasting everything What's great in the the software business we have automated tools, so like we actually are, like it's real safe to build software now when you have a good CI pipeline, you know, because the machine is tasting everything, you know, Blade there Runner is tasting everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that, and what a, what a powerful place to work if whenever you sit down to do your work, everything's at hand. I think you know this is kind of what we're what we're learning is that if you can work in a highly orchestrated, high-performing sort of environment, then, you know, yes, it puts an extra uh, an extra onus on you to live up to that obligation, but at the same time, what, what more are you going to be capable of when you can place that same expectation on the people around you? No more like hunting after those documents you needed or the requirements you needed or the designs you needed or the feedback or the approval uh, that you're applying and kind of having a lot of that, at hand, just seems like a really high flow state for engineers to be in when they could get to that kind of situation.
1: Sure, sure, and it's as you say it back to me, it sounds like a little bit like uh, uh, it's make believe, uh, you know. But <laughs> I think that that I don't want to sit here and say there's a trick. There's a lot of tricks. You got to get the right people. You got to find hungry, humble, and smart people that like working together, that are good communicators. There's a lot of you know hiring the right people is huge, but making it safe to make mistakes and admit those mistakes, sharing how, sharing what winning means and having a good definition of success and up and down in the organization, emphasizing team success over individual success. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like make sure your neighbor gets a promotion before you do. I'm talking about day to day. Like I have a PR to get in, but you know, Jeremy, has a, a thing that's QA and needs to get merged. And he just needs me to go change a key in production to make sure this gets out. That's the team's priority. I'm going to go help Jeremy and get that done. So if everybody on every team understands team success before their self in the day to day, it's just, yeah. Like you don't get into those. You never have to think about what to do with your time. You're just
0: always doing the right thing and serving one another. All right. Well, we're going to dive into that conversation a little bit more, but first a word from today's sponsor, This.Labs. This.Labs is a development consultancy that is trusted by top industry companies, including Stripe, Zero, Wikimedia, DocuSign, and Twilio. This.Labs takes a hands-on approach by providing tailored development strategies to help you approach your most pressing challenges with clarity and confidence. Whether it's bridging the gap between business and technology or modernizing legacy systems, you'll find a breadth of experience and knowledge you need. Check out how This.Labs can empower your tech journey at this.co. That's T-H-I-S- DOT dot C O. And now back to our conversation. All right, Joe. So just before that, you are kind of introducing this concept. I mean, you've kind of talked about it through this whole conversation of this, the sort of um peer accountability and and what that means and kind of, you know, that idea of pulling in your weight. And I thought maybe you could explain this a little bit more as to like why this concept is so important and why it's been so meaningful to you. I mean, you kind of were saying this a little bit with like all the way back to your hockey team, but like what, what to you is such a powerful implication of making this kind of commitment to accountability to, to your peers?
1: Wow. Okay. So where do I even start? There's a lot here, right? So the first thing is in order to do your best, you deserve to be surrounded by people who are, Uh, in good faith, trying to do their best as well. And some folks out there, uh, engineers, high-performing people, a lot of us have experienced this in our lives where we just have a few jobs and we look around and we say, why isn't anybody trying as hard as me? Or why doesn't anybody care as much? Uh, And why do I care this much? Am I wrong? Okay, But I think that you can find a place where you can find a place where you can be together with people that care about doing a good job together, right? And what do they get from that? Why? Like, why should my people care to do a good job? Okay, there's a paycheck, but uh, great teams provide an opportunity to grow at a rate beyond what's available at a typical job. So a pod menu or other high, high growth SaaS organizations, uh, you're going to be asked to do Harder things you have been expected to, but you're gonna be you're gonna be supported uh vigorously by everyone around you to succeed because what I talked about, the shared, the shared vision of what success means and the shared accountability. So why is that phrase shared accountability so important to me? I mean, it's an emotional thing. Uh when I like it goes, it is, it's my hockey team, uh my hockey team was all best friends, uh, but you did not make a mistake without hearing about it, uh, or in a, in your life either, not just hockey. Like, Hey man, like, you know, you got a D on that test dude. Like you're not, we're trying to get a scholarship, man. You know, I'm trying to get my scholarship. They're going to know I know you. Okay. That's going to make me look bad. All right. You're right, man. And I never felt worse. Like I never felt worse than letting my friends know. Okay. And uh, it wasn't. I'm not trying to say that you should <laughs> exploit that, but yeah. if you can provide an environment where people feel like they're trying their hardest and the people around them are, uh, you get. Uh, this is for engineering leaders, right? Not engineers. So, like, what you get is you get people working really hard uh, to win. And if you can, if you can define what winning means for them, and it is winning for your business, you're gonna get the results
0: that you want. Yeah. And I think the other part of that true, right, is that if people are going to put in that level of effort, they want to see the results. And that doesn't, and like you said, that can be socialized results, meaning like that the the team. Um, you know, if, if you're a leader and you want people to put in that level of effort to build you a winning team, your team better win. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, that you have to make the same commitment to that team. And and like we were saying earlier, the, the mise en plus, like you need to make sure that those people have the tools they need and that they have the the direction that they need and the directives that they need uh to match that level of output and then and then the whole thing really starts to working because i think if if the leaders are trying that hard but the but their staff isn't i think you get a mismatch mayor mismatch there but the other can be true where the people are all pulling really hard but they just are being stymied at every turn by just not having the things that they need for seemingly silly reasons, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you yeah, gotta yeah. kind of meet exceptional effort with exceptional effort.
1: So there's two, there's two responsibilities around this that a, a, a good engineering leader has the first is to provide the technology tools, easy CI process, tons of check, like tons of, uh, automated checks for quality formatting, all that kind of stuff to make it easy, make it easy to reverse things so you're not afraid to merge code that's, that's one way, uh, we meet you. The other is like you said, like clear vision. So, Hey, as an engineering, engineering leader, that's really hard. Okay. We are intrinsically linked to product product. And even the CEO and the sales leader, what they want to do, maybe what the CX leader wants to do Listen, that we got a hard job. So we have to set expectations well externally. And then, I I really advise you to bring the product team into what I'm talking about. The product manager, the designers, QA as well. If they're not part of engineering, they need to be part of the shared understanding, shared goal setting. Uh, So like the way we do it at Menu is every Tuesday, the product manager and engineering manager of each squad comes to a meeting with the CEO, head of uh, COO, director of product, me, CTO. And they state what their weekly goals are and how they did on their on their goals the week before. So everybody like the CEO knows what the engineering teams are working on and says, good job. You did it like, yes, I'm glad. And he will contextualize that is important because of this. Okay. And like me and the managers all the way down, I'm always talking about contextualized, contextualize what is the bottom line? What is this going to make our shares worth? How long could this extend our runway? whatever like that I'll always be talking about the why
0: I love that and i i think that there's this misunderstanding that what you're proposing means that you have a bunch of like you know toxic divas a lot of wanna take all the shots kind of people because you know when people sometimes talk about pushing a team to like put in that level of effort or really to be high performing sometimes it it falls to that but i think what i'm hearing from you is that it's It's actually the opposite. Like, you need those kind of people. You don't want a bunch of people that are looking to take the shot. You need the people that will pass the ball, too. Like, you need the people to be putting in the effort. You need the people to be playing defense, right? Like, you need the star players and you need all the parts to make the team work. You you know, you need the people that are, you know, supporting the team along the way, too. So, like, can you kind of talk about that aspect? Like, does this mean that you're doomed to have a bunch of those? diva developers or, you know, a bunch of people that are just really mean or a hostile kind of environment. If you have this kind of championship motivation.
1: Oh, I see. So because of the high, because of the expectations around high performance, does that lead to individual toxicity? Well, we judge, so from a management perspective, we judge performance from a team level and we only do so in order to assign work appropriately so that we can say, you know what? Team such and such is a little risky to give that project right now. You know, we don't think they will we'll finish it on time. Let's maybe consider moving this other team's project to them. And, but the only time we get into like talking about individual performance. So the first thing I want to talk about is the way that we gauge talent upon menu and anywhere that I'm going to work is so, okay. Number of pull requests, number of reviews done, that's tip of the iceberg. We got all these behaviors. Okay. That we expect from you. senior developers should spend like senior developers, junior and med team members should have high throughput. Okay. That's something we're going to judge. So you can't just go write a ton of code. That's not going to help you here. Pop menu. That's going to be a problem that we're going to talk to you about. You're not enabling your team, right? If you're solving problems caused by someone five years ago to keep us alive and you're working extra hours, thank you. You know what I mean? But if you're always like just writing code. That could be a smell. Uh, so, yeah, what are we what are we talking about here? Uh, we are talking about how do we avoid toxicity? I mean, you're just going to have to believe me here. Like if you ask, like our engagement results are always like I love the people I work with, I feel supported whenever I have a question, these people got me. And it's like, number one, we hire we hire for people who want to serve others, too. In our one-on-ones, our reviews, we talk about serving one another and how that's being a good teammate is more important than being a good developer. Okay, you got to be a good developer. You do. We have tests for that to get you in the door. But if you're not a good teammate, we can't tolerate that.
0: I love that, and I I thought maybe as kind of a last thought, if you could kind of talk about the experience of uh, that you were kind of describing of finding somebody who's never worked in this kind of environment and seen sort of the light bulb moment go on, um, kind of talk about what it was like to put somebody in this kind of environment for the first time and then really taking to it.
1: Okay. So I'm trying to think of a specific example here. Uh, yeah, there's two people. So, okay. There's a way that I bring in entry-level folks. We use support engineering as a pathway. It's basically like advanced triage for support and some bug fixing some like small feature building. So these, this is where a lot of these, these folks come from. So, uh, two people two people, three people at upon menu graduated from this program. And all three of them came from like shot, like they came from a different background and then they came to like, either like an agency where like stuff was all over the place. There were no standards or they came from somewhere with like one really good dev that knew everything from the past or whatever like that, that didn't have a good testing, right? So this, these people, like, they knew how to write code. They didn't know how to test. So, I mean, Jake's the guy coming to mind right now. Uh, Jake Short, He his background was, wor- he, he worked in a region, and whenever a gas, like, for this one brand of gas station, whenever one of their managers would quit unexpectedly, he would have to go cover. That was his job. I mean, man, man of steel, are you kidding me? Is there a harder <laughs> job? Okay. So, and then he got into writing software and I like the job he worked at was doing just crap. They were just garbage. Like no process. Mm-hmm. Jake was doing a good job writing good code, I'm sure. But just like nothing. He gets here, gets promoted within six months. Like one of our best testers knows just RSpec Cypress. Like picks up everything you throw at him just because he's like, he wants to... I mean, let's be real. He had a tough life and he wants to be rich. And he sees like what you can do with software, right? And we just like unlocked this opportunity for him. And now he's like working on the highest level. He's working with like four senior Russian developers building the POS integrations. I'm not saying Russians are smarter. It just so happens that like he can not just like keep up with the technology, but he can work like across regions with people that speak a different language within a year of working upon menu in a real environment, a real advanced mature environment. And we have two other people just like uh, Victoria and,
0: and Leslie. And well, T awesome. before, yeah. This is a, a really challenging and interesting take on uh, on building high-performing teams. So for people that are interested in finding out more, connecting with you uh, online, where can people find you?
1: You know what, I am uh, I am behind the time. So, so LinkedIn, Joe Essie on LinkedIn, it's probably your best bet. We have Paw Menu uh, has a blog. I think if you Google Paw Menu blog, you can go comment and read some of our articles there. Uh, and Pa Menu is always interested in meeting uh, engineering talent. So drop us a line anytime you'd like to talk.
0: Well, wonderful. That's going to be it for us today. Thank you, of course, to Joe for being our guest here today. And thank you to each of you for listening. We hope to see you next time. As we close out, we'd like to thank our sponsor, This.Labs. One last time, we'd like to remind you that they are trusted by top names like Meta, Google, and T-Mobile. This.Labs helps bridge the gap from business requirements to tech implementation. Whether you're modernizing legacy systems, ensuring sustainable application architecture, or seeking expert guidance, This.Labs has the experience to help. Discover more at this.co. One last time, that's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot Thanks, everybody. See you next time.